Let's Talk Diz, a show that gives you everything you need to know to help make your Disney vacation as magical as can be in just about 20 minutes. I'm your host, Jeff Coviello. With me each week is Disney Master Sandy from Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services. Sandy, how you doing today? I'm feeling festive. Well, that's good because you are back uh, from property once again. It feels like every week we say that. Yes, no, you do live in New Jersey. She lives in New Jersey, folks, but she's constantly traveling to Orlando and then sometimes in California. But you are back. Just ask my friends at United. They'll yeah, vouch for it. Exactly. And, and take a look at the frequent flyer miles. They'll vouch for it, too. Uh, but you are back from visiting property where you were in Epcot for Festival of the Arts. When I woke up there Sunday morning, um, January 15th, it was a whole three degrees warmer in New Jersey than it was in Florida. <laughs> we did, we sent that for you. We, we did that for you. We figured that was nice. That was a nice way to, to welcome you to Florida. It was not a nice way to spend my time. <laughs> my phone kept going off with freeze alerts. Um, it was 37 degrees yesterday morning. So for all those rope droppers and everybody like me who wasn't there for all the rides and the inside things. We were there for all the outside special stuff. It was a cold weekend in Florida. So we get asked all the time, what's the weather gonna be? I've done this week, probably 10 years in a row now. Um, and it's normally 30 to 40 degrees warmer than it was. So again, check the forecast because till it gets close, there is no telling. It does get kind of cold down there. I don't think I've seen Disney sell so many hats and blankets <laughs> ever. Well, they do. Florida does get anywhere from five to seven days of winter every year. So it just happened to be the time that you were there this time. But let's break down the festival's dates, because I know that one thing that that makes me really frustrated by this festival, not to lead off on a negative note, is it's really it's a really small window. So let's give folks the window. It is their shortest festival. They kind of cram it right in between the end of the holidays and the beginning of flower and garden. So it just started this weekend, as we said, January 13th to February 20th. And if you're listening to this and you can't plan on that short notice and you're looking to go next year, literally last year was one day off. So that is the window. There's not a big window for them to run this. So you're looking essentially from the, the middle of January to almost the the tail end of february we're probably about a week left in february on exactly. a basis. all right so let's compare it to the past festivals that they've had what's your take on that this was a pretty full festival we're back to you know all the things that we're used to i do think with this being a short festival and being crammed in between and again not everybody is as lucky as me they don't get to go every year i think we're starting to see that you know, there's 90 to 95% is the same. And then there's just that small rotation of items. They are still missing the classes. I'm not sure if they're ever going to bring them back for this festival. I think the classes are very different for this festival than, let's say, food and wine. Because on food and wine, everything's about food and wine. Right. I remember when I did one of the classes here a couple of years ago. My choice is all in one weekend could have worked for so many people and so few people all at the same time. I did flower arranging. There was macrame. There was drawing. There's such a large number of things that fall under 
Festival of the Arts. It's culinary arts, performing arts, and visual arts. So a lot of different things fall into it. But I do hope they bring back those classes. Those were always a highlight for me. Let's walk us through the festival because it is a very vibrant festival in every sense of that word. You talked about the three areas, culinary, performing, and visual arts. So walk us through the festival experience that you had. And literally walking you through, I'm going to talk about first one of the other things that you bring up often, Jeff, is all of the changes going on in Epcot. So even though many of the things were the same, some things were in different locations as we're still waiting for them to finish up everything that's going on in Epcot. I will also digress and say... If you want to peek inside of those walls, you need to ride the monorail from the Magic Kingdom into Epcot, sit on the driver's right-hand side of the monorail, and you will get a great look into all the progress that they're making on the Moana. Definitely, definitely. Um, So this time, with very little exception, there was one food booth and maybe three art booths in the front of the park, as we call it, Future World. <laughs> yeah, we, we do have to wonder what to call it right now. So, yes, the front of the park is is the appropriate way to refer to it. Uh, you know, front and back for me <laughs> once you cross that bridge. They did right before that bridge over by the new um, gift shop is where they have the painting this year. Okay. And, again, I talk about some of the free things to do at the festival As somebody who goes often, one of my favorite things to do, sad to admit, is to kind of eavesdrop on the conversations going around, going on around me as I'm walking through the park. And I was watching this mural painting and it's little squares paint by number. Anybody can get a little pot of paint with a number and a paintbrush and you go and you do a bunch of squares as part of the mural. Hmm. And I'm taking pictures. There's four different murals. The one that was up this weekend was figment and I'm watching and kind of seeing people's reaction. And this man walks by me and says to his wife, if this isn't Disney genius, I don't know what is. There are literally 50 people standing in line to paint Disney's company logo for them. (laughs) We couldn't get better free labor anywhere, but Disney. Um, But I think it's awesome to be part of that big mural Again, it takes about three days for them to complete it. So you can get photos at all different stages. You can paint as many squares as you want. You will have to get back in line every 10 squares or so. Um, But it's really fun. And since depending when you're going, it might be hard to see what the mural is. This year they did something different. All four finished murals are on display behind the stand where you pick up the paint. Then you go over and paint the mural. And as you exit, they give you a bookmark of what the finished mural will look like. Hmm. So a really neat thing to take part in. One of the other things that I love, and I just look at the talent on these people, is the chalk walk that they do. Hmm. And that is on the bridge connecting, we'll still keep calling it Future World, over to World Showcase. I was talking to one of the artists there Saturday morning. He had probably the biggest picture I have ever seen them do. Um, It was Raya and it was a super complicated design. He had started at 10 in the morning on Saturday. He was still working on it when I went past him a little after five. And then I saw him back there for hours on Sunday. 
but beautiful, intricate work. And I am glad that it was just cold, not raining, because I hate to see all of their work washed away. But one of the great things, there's Disney prints, there's knockoffs of famous prints, there's nature scapes, all incredibly talented, talented people. And part of the idea behind this festival is really to inspire people to take part in the arts. So just on the other side of that is the kids' chalk art. After they go see the pictures, they can go be their own artist and get a little piece of Epcot drawing for themselves. Now, I will say, not that the rest of the year for Epcot or for Walt Disney World in general is is lacking for photo evidence for a reason to go, but this festival, really more than anything else, everything you just described, the amount of imagery that's all over the internet, all over social media, it it just calls to you. It's beautiful. It's fun. It just looks like quintessential Disney in a really cool, fun way. The art just explodes off of the computer screen or off your phone or tablet. It's really, really cool to look it's at. It's just, it's so inspiring. I will say I've kind of been eyeing up some flights. I think I might make a second trip back. I'll tell you <laughs> about two of my favorite things that occur that I'm hoping to go back and see again. Um, I'd be lying to you if I, if I didn't tell so you I wasn't incredible. checking flights. <laughs> I'm in the same boat. I'm in the same boat. Uh, anything else that was, I guess, th- these are kind of the free options, right? Which is we, we, we are saying that more and more. We say we don't say it often, but we are saying it more and more. These are not things that anybody pays for to experience there. They do not. And again, it's about the art. So three times every night, there are free Disney on Broadway concerts. That's one of the reasons that I'm looking to go back. I went two nights in a row and they have pairs of Broadway stars that sing and they alternate. So going two nights in a row, I got to see two separate sets of people. But I will be honest, one of my Broadway loves is Michael James Scott. He originated the role of Genie in Aladdin and he will be singing free on stage in February. So I might make it back to see him the other thing that i love there's that stage just across from america not the same side of america but all the way across the lagoon and they use that for different visual performing arts all day there is an incredibly talented electric violin player that appears three times during the day there is a acrobatic act that appears But my personal favorite twice a day is Trevor Carlton. And if you don't know Trevor, you'll have to check out my video of one of the times that I watched Trevor um, painting live on stage. I would say Trevor has more artistic talent in his pinky than I have in my entire body. (laughs) And part of what makes watching Trevor paint, not only is he an incredibly talented, talented artist, but he also has more rhythm probably in his little toe than I have in my entire body. He dances the entire time that he paints. And in 15 minutes, he produces this huge masterpiece while dancing and stopping to talk to the crowd. And if you don't recognize his name, you may know his art as the one that's got some splatter effect at the end. So after he's painted this perfect thing, he dips his hands in the paint and he literally 
splotches it and throws it towards the canvas to give that little splatter effect. He is such an incredible thing to watch. You would stand there for hours and be mesmerized if they had him on stage more than twice a day. And it is free to see him, but you can actually purchase the painting that he is doing on stage. I will tell you, if you want it, it usually sells somewhere between three to six minutes into his painting. So before it's finished and as a live on stage performance piece, it goes for 1950 this year. Well, you're talking about wanting to go back because of the Disney on Broadway performances. I'll give you one hint. If you could just, just dig deep into your imagination as to why I, as a child of the, of the early eighties really feels the need to go to this festival this year. Well, see, I thought it was going to be for the new Dole Whip food item. <laughs> no, well, that, that's a part of it. But, you know, just just dig in. Dig in. Use your imagination here. Uh, are you headed there for the Figment popcorn bucket? Uh, well, Figment, yes. Popcorn bucket, no. The the display that they have out there that I've seen all over social media, Figment's a huge part of this festival. And, and, and every bit of his likeness is just, for lack of a better term, pardon the pun, splattered all over it like a Jackson Pollock painting. Figment is yeah. everywhere in this festival. He is. And honestly, he was one of the food items that I tried this year that was new and came with a souvenir cup. So Figment will now live in my house forever. Nice. Uh, any other Figment opportunities that you saw? Because it looked to me like they had some stuff that was on display from the original Journey into Imagination. They had a little bit from Journey. They had, I thought... You know, if we're going to talk about merchandise, it's it's kind of a unique festival for merchandise. I, I want to say that there wasn't a lot of festival merchandise. Okay. But there was no shortage of merchandise because you could buy so much phenomenal art. It literally lined the promenade over 30 booths. And I will say the longest lines that I saw all weekend we're not at the food kiosks, not at the attractions, not even at the Figment popcorn bucket line. <laughs> they were to meet the artist, get a photo with the artist, get your artwork signed by the artist. Um, some real Disney greats there and phenomenal pieces. I saw more people carrying these nice big cardboard boxes. So you knew they had like an 18 by 24 canvas inside of them everything from disney character art to star wars art to general nature scenes that had nothing to do with disney lots of great artwork the other thing as you said with figment is they came out with and i'm gonna say that this was kind of the first i've seen of these okay but they've been around a little bit they're called munchlings huh it, it's the newest stuffed animal fad in my mind. You know, we had Beanie Babies, then we had Wishables, then they had Nuimos. Now they have Munchlings. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They're mini stuffed animals. Many of them are scented now. Oh, great. Um, <laughs> Just what every parent are... wants in their house. <laughs> There are two different blind box sets. And I have to say, the serious collectors of these things 
never cease to amaze oh, me. I'm sure. Again, <laughs> I don't need all the art. I'm a people watcher. <laughs> Stand in the gift shop and watch adults. They know they're not allowed to open the blind box. <laughs> they might smush it a little bit to see because they're not all shaped the same. They're shaking them. They're holding two in different hands and you can tell they're comparing the weight of them. Um, it's hysterical to watch in my mind, <laughs> but the non-blind box one is a figment one. If you've never heard of these things before and you were to look at the figment one, you might not agree with me that it's a figment one, <laughs> but I assure you that's what it is. And I think I mentioned this last time when I was there covering Epcot's 40th birthday about three months ago that the gift shop is really having an identity crisis. Mm -hmm. It's got Epcot 40th merchandise. It's got Walt Disney World 50th merchandise. It's got festival merchandise. And then I think we finally have gotten all of these slow boats offloaded from, you know, the backlog that we had during COVID <laughs> because the fourth thematic section of the gift shop now is the Disney 100th birthday celebration merchandise which had me thoroughly baffled since it doesn't kick off for another two weeks in California <laughs> and it doesn't kick off in Walt Disney World for about 75, 80 days. I'm not sure why the merchandise was there, except they had lots of sweatshirts. And as I said, <laughs> oh, that could it be was it. cold that could be it. and I saw those sweatshirts and spirit jerseys on so many people. Um <laughs> So lots of merchandise. They had special Magic Band Plus that were themed with Figment of for course. the festival. Of course. Figment Spirit Jersey, Figment Pin. So if you wanted true Disney merchandise versus art, it was there. If you wanted art, it was there. And again, you can buy everything there from a 20 or $25 reprint litho to let me tell you when i get my new house it's gonna have to be like right around festival season sure because yeah. i have picked out two wall hangings that i would like the gentleman promised me a deal if i got two he would bring the price down from the eighty four hundred dollars that i looked at for these metal sculpted mickey and minnie that were just amazing and then there's a glass table that i looked at with beauty and the beast figures kind of holding up the glass of the table. So you can get some really inexpensive pieces of Disney and you can go all out and get some high-end, well-priced pieces. Well, I'm sure your new home in Golden Oak will take that that artwork and just be, it'll look right in place there when you when you move in. It will in the year, you know, 2099 probably. <laughs> all right, we are Coming to the final part of our show, the final bit of the arts, which is the culinary arts that, of course, we saved for last. But talk to us a little bit about the food offerings. You know, they do such a phenomenal job. Those food kiosks are big. And this year there were 51 food options. Yikes. Lots of drink options. And one of the things I noticed this year with the drinks, there was beers and there was wines. But they did a lot more specialty cocktail. Okay. And it was an option of specialty cocktail or specialty mocktail, mm. 
which I thought was great. Yeah, that is great. Um, mocktail wise, I, I took one for the team in the 40 degree weather <laughs> and I had the hot chocolate flight mocktail version, white chocolate, milk chocolate and dark sipping chocolate very hot so it was nice to warm up but yeah. a chocolate lover's delight i also as i said tried the new figment drink so it came in a reusable plastic glass that was or i should say reusable plastic not a glass um it was adorable the front of it when i went to take my photos is the front of figment and his body is kind of colored in by this great purpley smoothie that I was drinking. <laughs> okay. And when I set it down, I noticed that the back had his tail. So it was just adorable. Very cool. Um, it definitely was something that I kind of had that thought, do I or don't I do this? Is this the drink of the seven-year-old? The drink is topped with freeze-dried Skittles. <laughs> For any of you wondering, it kind of tasted like popcorn, the top, the freeze-dried Skittles. They were really good. Sure. Um, I enjoyed those. I did try this time to really only stick with things that were new. Sure. So I, I believe that I am Italian-born, even though I'm really not, but my food <laughs> tastes are always Italian. Uh -huh. um, and I did a fried cheese that they had. That was adorable. It was a kind of a flat round cheese pancake. And it sat in the middle of an artist's palette, a plastic palette. Uh -huh. And in the palette was all different dipping sauces, four different kinds of sauces. So that was a lot of fun. Um, cool. I also tried to go for something a little healthy there. I had fruit pizza, huh. which was a watermelon slice. And then instead of pieces of pepperoni like you would find on pizza, it was little round pieces of cantaloupe with a berry balsamic glaze. That was really good. I do think this year I saw, well, I saw plenty of things like freeze-dried Skittles and cakes and chocolates. <laughs> right. I did see a lot more semi-healthy options, we'll call them. Sure. And a lot more effort on gluten-free and other dietary needs. Disney is known for doing a phenomenal job with dietary needs, but typically not at these kiosks because the stuff is mass produced in a kitchen elsewhere and just finished in the kiosk. So I think this year to see a whole bunch of gluten-free and dairy-free items on the menus was a great new thing as well. Very cool. Any last thoughts on any of our food options? You know, they did have the figment popcorn bucket. For those of you that were disappointed, you didn't get it last year. <laughs> they found more. Say. Amazing. They found more. <laughs> they found more. I think they kind of learned a little bit of a lesson last year. Um, you can get it on mobile order. It was inside, extremely organized pickup line and plenty of figment popcorn buckets to go around right now so you are set again the piece that i will leave you with is the food lines can be a little bit on the longer side at the kiosks i highly suggest weekdays and as early in the day as you're willing to try the food and the beverages because that is when you will find your shorter lines well sandy i thank you for taking the time to go down there because it is such a really cool experience 
Any last words for the audience as we call it quits this evening? Uh, again, you and I, Jeff, are both huge supporters of the arts. And while this festival may be brief, it offers so much. I highly encourage everyone to go and take your kids. Let them really see all the opportunity that's out there for them. Thanks again and have a great week. You too. And that's a wrap this week on Let's Talk Diz. If anyone you know could benefit from this or any show, please share on your Facebook and Instagram or for other Disney fans to enjoy. And don't forget to reach out to the folks at Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services for any Disney destination planning. Make it a great week. And as always, keep making memories.